Do you struggle with self-control when it comes to your online behavior? If so, Plucky might be the filter you need. With Plucky, you decide ahead of time which sites are safe for you, and then Plucky locks in your settings to keep you from self-sabotaging in a moment of temptation. It's a self-control filter that helps your long-term intentions win out over your short-term compulsions. Take courage, take control, get Plucky. To learn more, visit PluckyFilter.com. That's Plucky, P-L-U-C-K-Y, Filter.com. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries. Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Today's episode is for husbands. We are aiming to answer this important question. How do I help my wife when she falls into a pit? In unpacking this question and its answer, we touch on how couples can enjoy each other even in stressful seasons, the wrong kinds of statements for husbands to make, how to engage better emotional skills, and some very practical, tangible ideas for a husband to help his wife when she is really struggling. For more resources to help your marriage heal and thrive, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening to help others find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation. Well, all right, Stephen Cervantes. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah. Well, we are going to jump into talking to men out there and trying to help them answer this question, how do I help my <laughs> wife when she falls into a pit? Oh, you're talking about an emotional So we got to talk right? about yeah, we got to talk about there what the pit go. is. <clears throat> there you go. Cuz a lot of guys would be like Easy, just pick her up and just pull her out of the pit. So. <laughs> Drag her out of the pit. So on life's journey, you will, <clears throat> if you're married, find you come home and she's sad. She's sad about having a bad day, friends, her body, you. Right. I mean, she, they fall into a pit and they have a kind of a pity party. It's sad. They're They're grieving. It's. It's not what they wanted. He, she thinks God must have got this order wrong because I didn't order this. Why is it happening to me? And so they drop. Their mood drops. They're going good, good, good. And then they just drop. And when a woman goes into a pit, what do you do? Mm. You know, how does a guy help a woman when her mood is off, her body's off, life is off, her happiness is off, and she's just sort of moping or staring or sitting or looking sort of depressed and down. So what are you thinking right now? Well, I'm telling you, I'm I'm eager for this podcast because, you know, <laughs> you sometimes jokingly say I'm the solution guy, but I'm looking for the answer <laughs> to this question here. Because, uh, you know, I've tried. So, so, you know, Elaine and I, we've been we've been married for 26 years now. Ooh, and I am I, I am in some ways I feel like I'm not closer to answering this question. Oh. And the reason is, is because here's, here's one thing I've learned. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not making some universal statement that all women are the same, but what I've found is that there's a dynamic to the, the, the pits that mm-hmm. my wife can fall into and where she is in her season of life. And what I mean by that mm. is I might have I might stumble along something, you know, 10 years ago that hey, you know what? I've seen it when my wife gets this way that if I'll do that, boom, it works. And then 
it doesn't work again. I'll try that same thing. Or, and I'm realizing there's a dynamic sometimes to how to help her that the same thing can't always work, even if it's a similar situation. Ooh, this is good, but you're making this complicated. Well, and here's the thing. some people fall in lightly and some are in dark, deep pits. Yeah, right? and, I, and for most of what I'm talking about is probably over the last 20 years. I'm not talking about when we had our, you know, the hell years. That yeah. was a whole different thing yeah. because I wasn't in a state where I was even helpful mm. for her. And I would say that most of what we've experienced over the last 20 years would be more in kind of that light to moderate mm-hmm. pits. I mean, like, hey, she had a bad day because, you know, her kids were a mess in, in class or whatever. Um, or she had a bad parent-teacher conference, <laughs> you know, one of those types of yeah. things. Um, but I, And I'm not saying that, therefore, it's hopeless because you never know what kind of mood she's in or, or what that yeah. means. Because if you see the same signs that you've seen before— and you try something that you did before that really seemed to work well. If you try it again now and it doesn't land, don't get frustrated Just and think, do the it's, next oh, thing. it's over. No, you know, that's good. I guess I'm trying to say you need a you need kind of a broad like arsenal. You need a, you need a, you need a large library. He's teaching of, the class. This is pretty good. <laughs> but because I would you're like right. to know, But I want some simple answers things, too. You, you know? know, this is good because you try the next thing and then you try the next thing, right? Until one of them works and. I think we all go in blind. How do you go into somebody else emotionally and help them? Mm-hmm. They're in their own world with their own stuff. Anyway, so so you know what? We're just spinning out of control here, but not really. So the whole idea that, you know what I've concluded? I want my wife to enjoy me. Mm. And so so if something happens and the meal goes bad and she complains... It's like, well, but hey, I'm still here and you're here. Why don't we enjoy? Who cares if that, that's bad, yeah. you know, or whatever, the traffic. And now you complain about, hey, we're riding in the car together. Why can't we just tell the world to go away and leave us alone? And Why can't we just enjoy each other? Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Enjoy me. I don't care what. You know, what happened at work, I get it, it's on you. This is a side, this isn't the topic, okay? Yeah. But it, but it's coaching, and, and I appreciate you allowing me to coach a little bit, because what what a husband wants is for you to enjoy me. I don't care if the traffic's bad, I don't care if we don't have any money, I don't care if we're stressed and tired. You, use me to, for you to have more joy. Mm-hmm. let's just celebrate our relationship. Let's laugh and play and be kids. And why do we have to be burdened by the world and, and the heaviness of what's going on outside? Well, and some of what I hear you saying, and this is something that's that's been part of our marriage as well, is sometimes we look at it and say, you know what? I can see that you're stressed. I can see that you're in pain. I can see that wrong was done to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes what we'll say is um let's take a break for a few for a few minutes or let's take a break from that. We'll yeah. get back to it. Yeah. We'll address it. But a little bit of what I'm hearing you say is let's be present with each other now. Mm-hmm. We're not ignoring the realities of what you may be carrying. Right. But for a moment or at least maybe for a few moments you know, just take a yes. take a deep breath, let it out, and just be with me. Yes, and I mean, th- think about it. This has nothing. To, I'm not on topic. I'm coming back to topic in a minute, okay, folks. 
But when you see your friend, they just light up. Hey, mm. the language is like, hey, how's it going? I'm glad to see you. And it's like, I'm going to enjoy your company. And you're going to laugh and play and enjoy mine. And sometimes we forget that in marriage. Mm-hmm. And and don't you want your spouse to light up and go, whoa, it's good to see you. What do you, you know, how are you? But we, we're so, moody, we're down, we take each other for granted. I'm sorry. Sometimes I think maybe this is why so many men like having a dog. You know, because yeah. no, that's cause exactly a right. A dog is always happy to see you. That's, ex- <laughs> per- that's a perfect example. And so I'm, this is a side coaching episode right in the middle of another episode. You get for two for one. <laughs> so so a wife wants to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. A husband wants to be enjoyed. So, so I think we have to coach each other. Let's just enjoy each other for a moment. I want you to enjoy me, and I want to enjoy you. Look, the truth is we're getting older, and we're putting on weight, and we're not perfect, and and. Life has a way of disappointing us, and people don't always appreciate us, and and we pour into kids, and they're not always grateful back. And but but could we just in, make a connection, enjoy each other? Mm-hmm. So so that's a side project. Anybody listening, I want you just to look at your spouse and say, "I'm going to enjoy you. I'm just going to enjoy you," and sort of train them if you can. Hey, why don't you enjoy me? So. Okay. Now back to the pit. Now back to the pit, <laughs> yes. John is going to keep me on track here. Okay. So this guy says to me, what do I do? She drops. You know, we were doing good, and then she drops. Uh, and I don't know what to do. And so I start with, don't do this. Don't say, well, where's your faith? Mm. Okay, well, you're struggling. Where's your faith? Why don't you trust God? Or stop it. Just stop it. Get up. Stop you're sitting down, get up, do something. Or just get positive. Just come on. Don't be negative. Get positive. Uh, or you fell in the pit, just get yourself out. You must want to be in the pit because you're in the pit. I didn't put you in. Get out when you're ready to get out. Or just blame me. There you are again in the pit. You're always in the pit. You must love the pit. You want to decorate the pit while you're there? You're always in the pit, right? Or just get angry. You know, thinking anger is going to motivate them somehow. Mm-hmm. And then the worst is, why are you doing this to me? You're in the pit, and I take it personal. Why are you doing it to me? Why, why are you going to ruin my day? Yeah, I think that last one is possibly the worst one because it's saying, okay, let's. you're trying to flip this and make it about you when mm-hmm. I'm the one in the pit. You know, and yes. and I think you know we can be masters of that sometimes as men, making the, the a situation that's not about us about us. You know, right? And it's so unhealthy, and it, we're so good at it. And if you think about it, it's bad emotional skills because mm-hmm. I need to go wherever you are is where I need to go, and I need to stop my program and join my friend because she fell in the pit. Well, and you know, one of the things that I see that's kind of throughout all of these bad ideas for mm-hmm. responding when she's in the pit yep. is there's there's none of them are are connection language. In other words, mm-hmm. there it's all it's all I'm tossing these phrases, I'm tossing these ideas, I'm tossing these Oh, uh, you know, platitudes solution. down Steps, to you in the pit. Yeah. I'm not actually seeking to connect with you. Mm. You know, I'm saying, stop it. 
Yes. I'm saying, you know, will you get yourself out of there? Where's your faith? Yeah. Um, you know, it's I'm not actually seeking to connect. None of this is about connection. It's still keeping a long distance that's from good. me and her. Yeah. And so that's good. So the whole idea is how do we start a process to walk alongside someone and bring comfort to them and, and nurturing and help helping them sort of heal in the moment or grow through a bad moment? So first you gotta check yourself, right? So that if your language of failure and hurt and pain and, you know, if you're angry, then your tone shows it and you're irritated. And why are you doing this now? You know, mm-hmm. I don't have time now for you. So one, you got to check yourself. Right? And the goal is always be transformed. Be like Jesus. That's what you're made to be all the time, every day, morning to night. He's in the transformation business. Renewed heart, renewed mind. Be like Jesus. She's fallen. She's wounded. She needs the love of Jesus. So park your flesh and you know your motivation, your irritation, and and then recognize she's not punishing you, and she's not throwing a pity party that she's going to love sitting in her own pity party. Sometimes life just overwhelms us, and we just sit down. We're tired. So the very first thing you do is just sit with her. Because if you ever notice if you're in a bad place and somebody just sits with you, you're not alone. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to say about the the check yourself uh, too is, you know, there's a there's a million different things that can draw a wife into a pit, right? Okay. Um, it's important to un- to recognize if if she's in that pit in connection to something that you have done. Okay. You've got to check that. You got to own that. You can't mm. you you can't dismiss that. So for instance, you know, especially if we're talking about so many couples that we deal with that they're 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 traveling out of sexual betrayal that's been in the relationship and mm. brokenness and pornography and other kinds of things that maybe the husband has done. And it can be a long journey of her kind of being in the pit one day and feeling like she's making progress the next day. And those, some mm-hmm. of those things are related to the trauma and the betrayal that she's felt as part of his behavior. Right. So he needs to also be able to, to recognize that even if he is, let's say, you know, hitting home runs in his recovery, he's not acting out. He's mm-hmm. essentially walking the righteous path. That doesn't give him a right to then say, hey, this isn't, about, this isn't this isn't on me anymore. This isn't about that's her thing. I think there's a sense in which he's got to say, no, I need to own my connection to what may be triggering her, mm. what may be causing pain in her. Even if today, man, I'm I'm walking in righteousness. <coughs> I'm walking a clean path. But you mean like saying, I'm sorry for what happened because I know this. You're or, carrying part of this. So, for instance, if if she's in the pit and she's willing to even say, listen, I'm really struggling today because so many just memories are coming up, things that you've mm. told me, my mind is spinning out of control, my heart is just heavy and broken, and I'm just, I'm struggling with your history mm. today. I don't think that's a moment where he just says, you know, well, get positive, stop being negative. I haven't acted out in 60 days, you know. So then what, yes, so then... Go to the next place. I think that's a moment where he says, I can absolutely understand why that would be very hard for you right now. And Mm. I'm so sorry for the things that I've done in the past. 
And then, then I think you enter into sitting with her, you enter, enter into the space, right. but you have to at least say, I'm acknowledging my connection to whatever your pain is right, right now, even if it's not, I didn't do anything today. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's a little bit of owning well, and that. I think we're having two conversations. One is a sexual trauma past, and one is an emotional dialogue mm-hmm. where, and, and uh, any guy married is going to have both of these, sure. right? And at different times, you might be past your sexual stuff. We might be in a good place, or we may not have ever started our work. So, so you're going to flavor the conversation that way, and I'm going to flavor my conversation like life dumped on her, and she's my friend. Yeah. Okay? So good. So we can have two of these. And I think it'd be interesting to sort of parallel them, because one is... In my in in a, when somebody's down, just go sit with them. Just be present with them. Don't let them be alone. When somebody sits with you in pain, then you can turn to them and say something, or not say something. But I'm not alone. And you recognize when you come to sit with me. I'm sitting on the couch in the other room, and I'm down. And you just come sit on the couch. You just sit with me. Mm-hmm. That you came to me. And you brought yourself to me and you showed me you know where I am. And I'm not alone. And you, you're in the other room laughing and playing and having a great time. But I'm down. And so you come over and you sit with me. So step you one. You know, one of, my, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Job, right? Okay. And you know, when, when everything falls apart, you want to talk about a guy that was mm-hmm. in the pit, right? When everything falls apart and his, um, his three friends come and they just sit with him for seven days. Mm. Now, I've often thought, they didn't say a word. And I'm th- I've often thought when you read the whole book of Job, I think that's the best thing they did. It's when, <laughs> it's when they opened their mouth that they started getting in trouble. But the idea of there was something about I've got friends that are willing to come sit in the yeah. dust with me yeah. and not say anything, but they're there. Yeah, And I think that is important. It's, sometimes it's the only thing that keeps us like moving forward and eating or even just doing things that, mm. you know, keep us alive. That's good. So sit with her. Number two, she's having a moment of grief. So the question then becomes, how good are you at grieving? Mm. Right? Because we already talked about kids leave home and mothers love their kids so much and it's sad. Or or I was planning something big this weekend. It's going to rain all weekend. It's just sad. The things happen that are sad. I wanted something and I'm not getting it. So number two is just grieve with her. Just be sad with her. Just say, that's really sad. I'm sad with you. I'm sad that that's not happening. So that's the second part. First, be there. Number two, say it's sad. Agree. Use the word sad. Agree yeah. with her. And that's kind of like, when, uh, so kind of going on my parallel conversation about if it's related to healing from the sexual brokenness in your in your relationship, that's where a husband can... Um, do what we might call reflective listening. So, you know, if mm-hmm. she says, oh my goodness, I'm just really struggling because when I think about when you did blah, 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 right. is saying, yeah, that I can see how that would make you sad or how that would make you angry or how that would make you upset yeah. and just be reflective of that instead of trying to, you know, defend yourself or trying to prove right. your worth now. And, um, and it's hard. And let's just admit what whatever the situation is, whether life dumped on her or you're dealing with issues that you've created, um, you know, these are uh these aren't pleasant moments for 
really either spouse, mm. but I think they can be so uh, transformative and depth building right. to the relationship. Because think about it when when somebody is willing to when a husband is willing to enter and pursue his wife in this space where she's feeling in a pit mm-hmm. and willing to sit with her, willing to grieve with her. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's going to do to the level of trust and intimacy and closeness and, yeah. and feeling like I have, I have a partner mm-hmm. that, that sees me in kind of yeah. my ugliest state and they want to still be with me. That's huge for, yeah. for growth. Yeah, that's good. And they came to me and they found me and, Right, they're letting me talk, and they're just being sad with me. Because I think one thing that I think is important for us to to keep in mind throughout this whole uh, conversation is we're, we're asking this question: How do I help my wife when she falls into a pit? I think the first thought that most men have is, "Well, get her out of the pit." Yeah, and I don't think that's the thought we're trying to no. communicate here. Uh-uh. It's like, no, get into the pit with her. Now, at some point. Both of you can crawl out of the pit together, but but if we make the end goal just getting her out of that state mm. of mind or out of that pain or out right. of that, you know, feelings, then we've got the wrong aim, I think. Right. It would be short and abrupt and fast and demanding. That's when we'll say stop it or we'll say, yeah. you know, have more faith. Or So number three I wrote is touch her. You can just touch her. Just touch her. What does that do? It's sort of... It's hard to be in my head and, and and feel the sensation of being touched, right? And you could play with her hair. You could put your hand on her knee. You could rub her leg. And she might go, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm just here with you. And, I'm off- and you don't have to say this, but I'm offering comfort. And maybe if you find a little comfort, you might enjoy that more than being in the pit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use my touch. You might just roll over and sit next to her. Get away, and you get as close as you can. I am. You know, you're not going to run me off. I'm coming after you, and you're in a bad place, and I'd like to offer you some comfort. With Grab her hand. Just hold her hand. What are you doing? I don't know. I just want to touch you. That's all. What are you? Right? Because you can use your personhood in the moment. And uh, who doesn't want to be touched? Touch is comforting. And I would say this is one of the moments, uh, men, listen up here. <laughs> this is one of the moments where you have to remember who this moment is about. Mm. It's still about her. Because I think sometimes, even in our best uh, motives for wanting to bring comfort to our wife, when physical touch starts happening, we can kind of go haywire sometimes as men. And next thing you know, we're making it about our desires Mm. because we're going, oh my goodness, there's something about physical touch that's working both ways here. Like I'm enjoying the touch and I'm, I'm, so we have to remember this isn't about going to sexual places. This isn't about, you know, going to the next base or anything like that. This is about saying there's power in physical contact to help a person kind of calm down to help them feel. You got it. And you said, play with the dog. Well, you know, when you're comforting the dog, the dog's also comforting you. Right, yeah. Right? So the next thing, number four, would be to recognize this is a breakdown. Could be a spiritual breakdown, maybe a spiritual attack. You know, we get weak. We're humanity. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, my reserves are low. I'm tired. I'm down. But but there's a, there's another component besides I have a bad attitude, Okay. It's like, 
everybody runs out of gas. Some projects are too big. Some some things we're trying to work on, they fall back and crush us. You know, we're trying to go up this hill and we slide back to the bottom. We try this big project and 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 boulder rolls back on us, you know. Life is hard. And we don't know, is this evil attacking us? Is it an emotional sort of, and I don't mean a mental breakdown. I mean mm-hmm. an emotional breakdown. Is this fatigue? Is this a tired soul? Something big is going on here. It's not just a little thing, right? Because your partner's up and up and up and running around, and then there's a breakdown and a pause and a pit experience. And I think when I see this, I'm thinking, you know, this is about just brokenness in general. I mean, there is a sense in which uh, none of us are as strong as we think we are. Mm -hmm. Um, We all have frailties, whether that be physical, emotional. There's just going to be seasons in life or times in life where it's like, you know what? I can't. I can't take another step. I can't carry one more, you know, load. Um, And being able to come alongside her in a way that says, did you know it's it's okay for you to be broken? Mm. It's okay for you to be in a place where you feel weak, where you feel vulnerable, where you feel out of gas. Because I think sometimes we are so quick to want to get to the – the next step of solution, the next step of like getting out of the pit, the 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 joyful mood, the mm. the feelings of strength and competency and all this, that we forget that there's not something um there's not something wrong with you if you are feeling weak. I think that's really important for people mm. to hear. I think sometimes we have some uh, even through our Christian lens, we have thought that man, if anybody is really weak or broken or what, right. then, then that's they're not a very you know they don't have much faith or they're not a big strong Christian or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. my goodness, no, it's we um, we find our greatest comfort, and even we're told we find our greatest power from mm-hmm. Christ in our weaknesses. So I think it's important to so that's a good affirm that is okay. Yeah, to lead into number five, which is. Start to pray. Father, my wife's hurting. I can see she she's struggling. She does so much. So start to verbalize what you think is going on. Start talking to the father about your wife. And she's going to hear words coming out of her mouth going, whoa, I do think that. He said it. And he's talking to God about me. He's, he's asking God to lift me up and to carry me and give me strength. And now all of a sudden... Some big spiritual, emotional things going on is different than sit, sitting there and looking at the muck and smelling the muck. We're, we're on a mission now to go to the Father and say, can you give us strength? Can you give us some hope? Can you give some empowerment? Can you give us a feeling, God? So, and you know, what, you know what I think this does more than anything is it reminds both of you that um, you can go to the one who has the solution. You can go to the one who can provide answers. Because I think sometimes a husband in this moment, even in his best intentions of wanting to try to help his wife, can sometimes feel the overwhelming pressure of, man, I got to get this answer right. Mm-hmm. I have got to bring the right, you know, words. I got to bring the right. And sometimes right. just being able to turn to the father and say, I don't have the words, That's but it. comfort my wife. I yes. need, I, we need your spirit here. We Amen. Need... She's struggling. She's hurting. 
just say what you see. She's tired. She's lonely. You know, and all of a sudden, you know me and you're lifting me up to the Father. There's something that starts a release to happen. Yeah. It's like, I'd what? rather listen to that than... than well, I think it'll show her that y- you are drawing on the strength that you need from the Lord to help her. So it's not. So I think there can be a sense of great not not just comfort, but like a a, a confidence that, yeah, I'm not always going to be in this pit because my husband is going to the Father on my mm-hmm. behalf. My husband mm-hmm. is taking me yeah. into the throne room. He's taking me to the throne of grace. Yes. He's. And so I think there's something that gives a sense of like, okay, stability. There's refuge in the rock, you know, and, yes. and all of that. That's good. So the last thing is, is to remember we're just kids and life is hard. And so I would propose, and you have to be careful, you have to time this right, but start to play with her a little bit. Just get get up and smell her hair. I, I just like the way your hair smells. Can I just smear, smell your hair? And she go, what? That's a, what? What? You know? And, and just figure out how, do you know her? Can you make her laugh? Can you cut up? Can you be silly a little bit? Because this is really life. This isn't death. This is life and fatigue and tired. And sometimes I want you to be, Funny and play. Now, sometimes I'm not done yet. Right, right. So timing is really important. Yeah, you got to read the but, room. <laughs> but you could, but you, you, but it, but you got to play with her a little bit, so we realize that we're going to get back in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't where this isn't where we die. Yeah. And I wish I could come up with a bunch of ways to pull her toes or rub her feet or smell her. Just say, I like the way you smell or your hair looks good or play with her hair. Just do something to interact, to get the machinery moving again, to say, we can play too. Well, and I think on this one, it's just, it's important that you, this is where you have, I think, all kinds of latitude in terms of how how well you know your wife, the things that are going to give her a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a, you know, it could be something like, you know, even just saying, hey, uh, you know, I think a scoop of ice cream is in order right now, right? It is something like that where it's like you're kind of, you're breaking into whatever the next part of this can be. You're not, you're not saying, you're not, you're not rushing her. You're not, it's not about that, Mm -hmm. but just being able to kind of like you said, Hey, we're we're in this together. We're we're alive. We can still smile at each other and yes, and take it. the next step. You so, well, listeners, we hope that this has been helpful for you in your marriage to be able, husbands, when you see your wife kind of falling into that emotional pit, that maybe now you've got some some framework, some ideas for being able to know how to press in. Um, and, and really help her and, and meet her in that moment and be with her and support her and um, walk with her through that uh, season. You know, one of the things that I, that I, that was coming to mind as we were talking about this was, you know, the Lord said, never said that he would not allow us to be in the valley of the shadow of death, mm. but he said that he'd walk with us. <laughs> That he walks right. with us through that. I think that's a great way that we as husbands can come to our wives when she's feeling like she's in the valley of the shadow of death is will we walk with her mm-hmm. through that. So um, if you would like more help along your journey, just please feel free to reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Thank Take care. You. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.